0: We will turn in our Bibles again to Psalm 71, and in the verse 5, David is able to say, For thou art my hope, O Lord God. Thou art my trust from my youth. Today life is replete with a great variety of gadgets we live with many advantages over our ancestors we press a few numbers and we can talk to friends from all around the world indeed we can see them on our computer screens we can talk to them as it were face to face. We click the computer mouse and our email goes to that distant land in less time than it takes to read it. The shelves in the shops are bulging with every commodity imaginable to make our lives pleasant, easy, labour free. Despite all the benefits of life in the 21st century, we discover that society is in meltdown. The whole fabric of society is unravelling. Go into the city centre, watch the throngs of people rushing past, anxiety, care, worry is etched. their brow when you read the papers listen to the daily news reports it is so evident that so many live aimless lives lives without direction lives without purpose our hope so much around us is uncertain is unsure hopelessness We see it on every hand. Of course, David had many cares. He was surrounded by enemies, by bitter foes. He had cause to pray in verse 4, Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. But in all of those trials that came his way, David had hope. His was not a hopeless existence. He can say, he can affirm, thou art my hope, O Lord God, thou art my trust from my youth. He had a sure, a certain hope in the Lord. Is that the same with you? Is there someone present today? And you have no hope. Regards eternity. Regarding the salvation. Of your soul. You say who. Will show me any good. You can be like David. You can flee to Christ. For refuge. For salvation. And then you too will be able to say, Thou art my hope, O Lord God. As we think of the glorious hope of the gospel, we think first of all of the absence of hope. It's an alarming thing to be without hope. The bottom falls out of the person's world When the doctor shakes his head and declares there's no hope. If you're without the Savior, then you are without hope. There in Ephesians chapter 2 and the verse 12. The Bible speaks of these believers in Ephesus and prior to their conversion... They are reminded, verse 12 of Ephesians 2, at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Job lamented at one point, he said, my days are spent spent without hope. Is that true of yourself? Without Christ and without hope, those two statements are interlinked. They are inseparable. It follows, if you have no knowledge of Jesus Christ, his saving grace, you have no hope There is an entire absence of spiritual, eternal hope. Perhaps you object, saying, My hope is built on my posterity. Don't you know that I have a wonderful family tree? My ancestors were God-fearing people, church people. I come from a religious background, and therefore I hope that everything will be well in the end with me. We find that the Jews built their hope on the fact that they were Abraham's descendants. In John's Gospel, chapter 8 and verse 39, Reasoning with the Lord They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Oh, they put great store in their posterity. The blood of the patriarch, it ran in their veins. We are Abraham's descendants. With great pride they spoke of that. But in John chapter 1 and verse 13 concerning those who are the children of God, the scriptures say that they were born not of blood. Salvation doesn't necessarily run in in the bloodstream of the family. It's only through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ That we can have that eternal hope of the gospel. Others will say my hope is built on my prosperity. Job cast away any such hope. He was a man of great earthly value and he had many riches. In Job chapter 31 And verses 24 and 5, he says, If I have made gold my hope, or have said to the fine gold, thou art my confidence. If I rejoiced because my wealth was, was great and because mine hand had gotten much. Oh, we discover from these words that Job did not make gold his hope. Even most fine gold. He did not put his trust there. He did not trust in his wealth. The Lord taught. It is hard for them that trust in riches. To enter into the kingdom of God. And the disciples listening to the teaching. They were aghast. They said among themselves, "Who then can be saved? Money can do many things. it can take you to many places. but heaven is not among them. Peter, Peter realized that in First Peter chapter one and verses 18. And 19, he declares that we were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from our being conversation received by tradition from our fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without spot and without blemish. For others, their hope is in the parading of their own goodness. Oh, they take a leaf out of the Pharisees' book and they say, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men. The man in the parable of the wedding feast, he was found without the necessary garment. Oh, he was free from moral spot. None of the other guests pointed the finger or raked up scandal about him. But here is the thing to note. He did not have the necessary wedding garment. The type of the garment of salvation. And as a consequence that man was bound hand and foot and cast out into outer darkness. Didn't the Lord teach that except your righteousness exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees? You will never enter heaven. Where can a righteousness exceeding the scribes and the Pharisees be found only in Jesus Christ all of these hopes are groundless they're empty they are as broken reeds. they are Satan's strategy to leave your soul in peril of the wrath to come in Job 8 And the verse 14, the verse speaks of one whose hope shall be cut off and whose trust shall be a spider's web. Oh, what a tragedy that you should have a hope that will be cut off. It's just like a spider's web. One swish of the brush. One blast of wind. And the spider's web is gone. What a tragedy. That you're in this meeting. And there is an absence of the gospel hope in your soul. You're like the man referred to in in Isaiah 29. And verse 8, who in his dream, he is a, a hungry man, and in his dream, he imagines that he has the finest fare set before him. He's having a great meal, but when he awakes, his soul is as empty and as starving as ever. The verse mentions the thirsty man, and in his dream he drinks a cup of the most pleasant water. But when he awakes, he's as dehydrated and as thirsty as ever he was. It's all a dream, no reality, no substance. Oh, that you would awaken! From your dream. And face the reality that you're without hope in your sin. Perishing in your godless state. The absence of hope. But secondly let us consider together the author of hope. The religions of this world. They are void of any solid hope. We have the pessimism of Buddhism, the fatalism of Mohammedanism. We have the hopelessness of Romanism, its adherents forever paying to get the soul out of purgatory. George H. Morrison, the preacher from Scotland, he said in its radiant quality of hope, the gospel of Jesus Christ it stands alone. David tells us in this text that his hope is in the Lord God. Paul he writes to the believers in Colossae in Colossians chapter 1 and in in verse 5 he can say this concerning these believers. We'll read verse 4. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. He's speaking here of their hope in the truth of of the gospel, in the sacrifice of the cross, in the blood of the Lamb. Sin, our sin, has shut the door of heaven against us, even as it shut Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden. But the Lord, the sinless one, our sins were laid on him, Put in his account. Born to the cruel tree. Where he paid their price. Where he purchased our pardon. Paul, writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy 1 and 1. He refers to the Lord Jesus Christ. Which is our hope. He includes himself. He is saying the Lord is my hope. He was the one who thought himself blameless before God's holy law. But the day came when he saw just how far short he fell. He saw that he was a transgressor of the law of God. And he looked to Christ to the work of the cross. David prays here in Psalm 71 and verse 2, deliver me in thy righteousness, cause me to escape, incline thine ear unto me and save me. In the strict context he prays to be saved from his enemies. And we need to be saved from our sins. We often sing those stirring words. We believe Jesus saves. Oh, he saves from the eternal punishment which we rightly deserve. He saves from perishing in hell. Peter can boldly say, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The Lord is the author of the gospel hope. Will you leave the matter of your soul to chance? To fortune tellers? Come to the Saviour. Hope is only valid when it is based on the scriptures. The word of God sets the Lord before you from Genesis to Revelation as the only saviour, the saviour that you and I need. We were singing those lovely words, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. What will you do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? Thirdly, we think of the appropriation of hope. There is a sure hope in the gospel, but it must be appropriated. David has appropriated it. He can say, Thou art my hope, O Lord God. Thou art my trust. From my youth, my trust, my whole dependence is in the Lord. He's my shepherd, my Saviour. Those believers in Colossae, Paul in Colossians 1 and verse 6, he again speaks of the hope that they have, which hope is come unto you. Personally, these people came to Christ. They embraced the offer of his mercy and were saved. How did they come? They came by repentance. Didn't the Lord Jesus teach, Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish? You must repent, you must give up, break off with your sin turn with your whole heart from your sin how did they come they came by repentance they came by faith Paul preaching in Antioch there in Acts 13 verses 38 and 9 he can say be it known unto you therefore men and brethren that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him, all that believe, or all that trust, are justified from all things. You have heard the gospel. Trust the Savior. Come to him. Him that cometh unto me, the Lord has said, I will in no wise cast out. C.H. Spurgeon was due to preach in Crystal Palace in London. And the day before the meeting was due to, to be held, Spurgeon went along to test the acoustics in the great auditorium. And so he stood there in the building. And repeated John 1 and verse 29. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. A workman doing some last minute repairs. He heard the gospel. The words seemingly came from nowhere. But they entered his heart. They struck his conscience with conviction and they changed his life and his whole eternity. Oh, that you would behold the Lamb of God. Put your trust for your soul's salvation in him. David tells us, Thou art my trust, Lord, from my youth. And it's never too early to come to the Savior. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth. Boys and girls, young people, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. You've waited far too long already. Oh, may you not. Harden your heart, now is the day of salvation. And then lastly, we come to the assurance of hope. The Gospel hope is not pie in the sky. It is not a groundless hope, it's not a dream, it's not mere optimism. There is a ring of sweet assurance in all that David has to say about the Lord and his trust in him. You can pick out the words in verses 3 and 4 where he refers to the Lord as his strong habitation. My rock, my fortress, my God. Oh it's so clear that David is not living in Doubting Castle. He has the assurance of hope within. And so had Paul. He said, I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Paul can say in Romans 5, and verse 5, Hope maketh not ashamed. Listen to the words in Hebrews 6, verses 18 and 19. Paul says we have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. The gospel hope we are learning is to the soul what the anchor is to the ship. The ship will ride out the storm when its anchor is fastened to the rock. And when the soul is anchored fast in Christ, the rock of salvation, then it will never perish. It will never be lost. Can you say, I have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll, fastened to the rock which cannot move, grounded firm and deep. In the Saviour's love. Michael Faraday. Was that fine Christian. And renowned scientist. He discovered electricity. And as his life ebbed away. Journalists questioned him. As to his speculations. For life after death. And Faraday said, speculations, I know nothing about speculations. I'm resting on certain days. I know that my Redeemer liveth, and because he lives, I shall live also. The gospel brings to the heart an eternal A sure hope. Christ in you, Colossians 1 verse 27. Christ in you, the hope. The meaning is the guarantee of glory. This assurance, make it yours. May you come as you are with all your sins. The Lord didn't come from heaven to earth for the righteous. He came to save sinners. And you're the very one that he will save today. If you'll only trust him. Oh, may you come just as you are with all your unworthiness in all your need. And as many as received him, John 1 and verse 12 explains, to them he will give the power, the right or the authority to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. May you not leave unbelieving without Christ, without God, without hope? in the world. May this glorious hope of the Gospel be yours this very day. May the Lord bless his word